This is Business with Benefits, because there are so many things you get from business besides dollar signs. I'm on this journey with you, and I'm your host, Daryl Perry, aka the guy with the bow tie. You made it this far, so let's get into it. All right, you will see somebody you've seen on LinkedIn all the time. The illustrious Shay Robottom has joined Business with Benefits. Hey, Shay. Hey, how's it going, Daryl? Good. This is awesome. I'm letting people know in the post leading up to this that the only reason I started making video content was seeing you do skits and be yourself Aww. on LinkedIn. Um, before that, I just posted articles and stuff like that. And I said, hey, this lady's doing a good job with this and it's entertaining and I'm learning something. Why don't try it? So thank you before we get too deep into this for everything you've been doing. Amazing. Thank you. Thanks. That's so kind. No problem. And I know you're in a different journey right now trying to grow yourself. So everybody knows who you are. I met one person. I didn't know who you was. I didn't know how that happened. But um, <laughs> most people know who you are. But um, let's give like a brief rundown of Shay Row at the bottom and Shay Sunshine. Of Shay Shine, that is. So people don't understand that more. Yeah, absolutely. So um, I dropped out of college when I was 20, you know, always wanted to be a musician, always just wanted to do my own thing. So I, I was doing the starving artist life for a while, wasn't making any money and stumbled across entrepreneurship. When I uh, learned how to make video content, I saw there was a lot of money in video. And I just decided, hey, you know what, um, I'm going to dive all in, I'm going to learn how to edit. And I ended up working for Facebook pages, I, I got hired by one page on Facebook to do their video content. And then from there, it just snowballed. I ended up getting an investment and scaling that business. And that's really where I learned uh, a lot of what I know about video marketing. And uh, from there, I got on LinkedIn to get leads for that last agency as it was growing. And I realized, wow, nobody's using video on LinkedIn. And this was a little over two years ago now, but I just saw an opportunity to capitalize and, and um, take over the space and teach other business owners how they can have the same success for their business through the use of effective video content organically in the feed. So that's what I do now. I focus on, you know, helping businesses. Uh, I have a variety of offers, but the, in a nutshell, just helping people grow on LinkedIn, helping them expand their business, get inbound leads, increase revenue. And now, as you and I were talking about offline, I'm um, starting a healing Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm starting a healing company. So I am moving more into personal development. I'm coming out with a podcast where I'm going to share my story and um, coach people on how they can get past their darkness, their depression, their anxieties, all the things that I had to go through to really find myself again. And that's what I'm up to this summer. I love that. And when, when you mentioned nobody's using video marketing, I just had somebody in Ohio that um, he was looking for an insurance person and he just searched insurance agents. And I was the one that popped up and I'm here in Georgia and um, nobody in my space is doing video. Really, when you look at insurance, it's not a common thing. So, yes, you're right. None of people are doing yep. that. And, and you, um, have a huge, you have a huge advantage being one of the first to the scene. That's what I always tell people that are in industries where they're like, oh, no one in my industry is doing it yet. I'm like, well, that's an opportunity, you know. Yep. That's the way I took it. And when I saw you doing your thing, I said, I can do something similar. I mean, I'm not the editor that you are, but <laughs> I can do a couple things here and there. And we have some comments from the uh, audience already. We had uh, Donovan Smith saying Team Live. Hey, Donovan. 
Joshua Rutledge, a good friend of mine, an agent of mine, saying, ready. What's up, Joshua? And Donovan said, Shay is amazing. Thank you, Donovan. He's the he best. He loves your stuff. Yeah. So I, I didn't want to make this too much teach LinkedIn to people because I've done that at length. So a part that struck with me, and which why I resonated with you as a starving artist, um, I, people know I rap. That's kind of a thing. That's a big part of me. And for a long time, I was trying to do it. I even had a brief stint where I had a beef with 50 Cent that kind of got the attention of an online producer. Really? So, oh, yes. wow. That's awesome. <laughs> yes. It's a funny thing, but I thought my friends playing a joke on me. I'm like, hey, did you call me saying you're from Shady Aftermath? They're like, no, nah, that wasn't me. I called all my friends that had a voicemail saying, hey, this is Shady Aftermath talking about your song needs to get cease and desist. And, um... I was wow. like, what if one of y'all playing a joke on me? And they're like, nah, it wasn't wow. me. Dog. So I called the number and I hear Eminem hold music. So I'm like, oh, wait, this is actually really shady aftermath. This isn't a joke. And um, I kept the song up. So you know what? If they got them that mad, I'm keeping it up because <laughs> I want to be seen. That's awesome. Wow. That's that's really cool. Yeah. Congrats. But I let it go. So but it, that was I had that happen. Then I developed a family. So I didn't really focus as much on the music. But I can understand the artist going to business. So. For you, you talk about the darkness, the negativity and all that. Do you think your creative side has kind of helped you to foster that more now? Yes. Yeah. Um, I do think that for the longest time, the only reason that I was surviving was because I was an artist, because I had that outlet, my poetry, my singing, my rapping, like that helped channel all that rage deep within me, all the things from my childhood I was repressing. Uh, It was an outlet. And then when I quit music and got into business, I I mean, I made more money and I learned a lot about video marketing and digital marketing in general, which is great. But I actually grew really depressed because I didn't really have that direct outlet anymore for like um, what I was dealing with, what I was hanging on to on the inside. So business taught me a lot about myself. It taught me um, that I could really lack discipline. You know, I was an artist. I was just kind of all over the place, like, you know, quote unquote grinding, but not really getting anywhere because I wasn't disciplined in all the right areas. Business helped balance me in that way. But it also just taught me how sad I was, you know, how much I had to work on myself, how much I struggled to take responsibility for things. Um, It showed me that I had some entitlement problems and all of it kind of just came back to me finding myself again. And I actually see my LinkedIn videos now as like a form of the art. It's like I got back, not music, but I got back into like expressing myself and being able to channel a lot of that darkness that I was struggling with. I could see the being all over the place part because, I mean, the music is usually the manager runs the show yes. um, for the business side. So you never have to be on time or plan anything. You just make the art and just kind of go from there. Um, yes. But I, I think that's interesting that, you know, artists can actually make good jobs in business if they get that extra help. So yes. for you, was it a team that kind of helped you kind of narrow down the business side? Because I know you said LinkedIn taught you, but did you have a team that kind of helped you to Hey, I got um, all this energy and everything. Help me focus it. No, I, I actually, I had a, a boyfriend. My ex-boyfriend is really helped me. He was already an entrepreneur when I met him. He was already in video. He was already, you know, making his own money. I was like, oh, wow, this guy, like, you know, has his own little video business. I was really impressed. Um, and he was very disciplined. He loved to work. That's basically all he did. So he, he kind of, well, he taught me how to edit videos, first of all, but he also taught me a lot about, you know, business and being disciplined and helped to balance me out. So, um, with him, 
we scaled the company with him. I got an investment and, and, uh, in the end it didn't end up working out. I, I left that last company and we broke up, but, uh, I do think that meeting him was the start of a lot of this, uh, these lessons for me. Well, that's nice. You didn't have the nice breakup. <laughs> Did not make it a bad. Oh, break. it wasn't nice. No, no, no. It was, it, was, it, was, it was an awful breakup. Terrible. But, uh, you know, you can always look back in hindsight and say, you know, huh, what was I learning with that experience? What, what, yes. what, what lesson came out of it? Because there's a silver lining in everything. So that's what I focus on. I love that. And we get some, some comments from some people. Uh, Laura added, music is such an amazing outlet. I truly cannot survive and push through without it. It's in my life and it's abundantly. Thank you Aww, for that. Yeah. And uh, Roberto said, uh, yay, Shay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Roberto. And uh, Marlon, a friend of mine in Texas, as much as I like to seem like I need to dive in the vid uh, video scene. Yeah, you need to be in the video scene, Marlon. I mean, right now, this is a good question. People feel like video is saturated right now. Like, oh, everybody's doing video. Let's get real about that. Is video saturated right now on LinkedIn? Uh, no, I don't think that LinkedIn is nearly as saturated as other social media platforms. I will say that it is getting a little more competitive now, but at the same time, it doesn't matter because there's no other form of content that allows people to connect with you as much on a human level. So you want to be doing videos. It's not about, oh, everyone's doing videos. I'm going to be the article guy. It's like people don't really, they don't really see you and connect with you. You know, people meet me in person now they feel like they already know me because I'm always on video and I'm always you know just sharing openly and exposing myself um it really allows you to attract the right clients because people can you know people do business with people at the end of the day so I think that video is uh uh, the best way to grow a business or grow your personal brand if you're willing to be seen and heard yeah you're gonna attract those people that are attracted to you for you who are on your same wavelength you can't mm-hmm. always quite get to know someone or understand them as personally through like text picture and article content mm-hmm. good uh, yeah that's that's i've noticed that as well and then that makes an interesting question when you said attract people uh randy cooper he might be watching randy asked something on the post about with you having such a massive audience what do you do to scale and maintain that audience and actually have it generate revenue for you yeah, um, that's a great question because, you know, it actually has been a little bit of a hang up for me to um, <laughs> capitalize on all of the followers and all of the attention I'm getting. Like, it's a great problem to have, but it does get a little out of control when, when you start to grow as an influencer. You, um, you know, the first hundred thousand followers is the hardest. So after that, it's just going to get easier and easier to grow. And uh, how I maintain that, you know, my page is essentially a, um, lead stream. It's a lead stream. Mm -hmm. So if I get flooded, if my calendar gets flooded, I scale back the amount of posts I'm putting out. I don't post as Uh, much content. I'll like, I'll like, you know, control the, I'll squeeze the hose now and then and say, okay, now I got to hire another sales guy. And now I got to, now we got to scale up, get more admins here, get more employees. Like, are we ready? Okay. Now turn it back on. Uh, so it's just, it's just scaling. And I've done it once before because I scaled my first company um, that I started when I was 23, the the Facebook business. So I feel very fortunate that at a young age, I've already like scaled and sold one company. And now I'm on, yeah. I'm on baby number two. So I'm, a be- <laughs> I'm a better parent. And um, right. yeah, I just, I, I, I won't lie. Like sometimes 
I get a little entrepreneurial FOMO, like fear of missing out on all the opportunities coming my way because there are a lot and it is difficult to capitalize on every single thing coming my way. Like, could I be making, you know, monetizing in other areas and making even more money? Sure. But just trying not to be so hard on myself and just like appreciating the here and now and what I have now. Cause I mm-hmm. notice a lot of times what happens with entrepreneurs is they try to pursue everything at once and then nothing gets done. So that's yeah. why like, you know, I focus on one thing at a time right now. It's my podcast I'm really heavily focused on my podcast, getting that mm-hmm. launched. Um, and then also this healing business, which I'm going to be promoting on the podcast. So they kind of go together. Yeah. Okay, well, that makes me think when you mentioned the artist side, you said, you know, rapping, singing, poetry, not being in multiple things. So do you think that kind of taught you to focus on one thing? Because, I mean, for me, I I rap, produce, write, but then there's like one thing you're really good at. So do you think that kind of you learned that from the artist side of yourself? Um, yeah, I don't think so, really. I, I, I've always just been very hyperactive. Like, I'm an executor. I get things done. I really think that business and, yeah, just honestly just going off on my own because my last business I had partners um so this is my first company that I own a hundred percent of and um I'm just doing it myself which is amazing because I get to like really be free and in my power and like I call the shots which I love um so it's just through working with myself mainly I've realized like ah you know I feel a lot less productive when I pile all of these tasks and all these projects on my plate and then the end of the week comes and I feel like I really didn't do anything. Why don't I just have one thing that I commit to, get this done this week and then I get it done and then I move on. So yeah, it's a lot of just learning uh, with myself right now. Makes me think of that book, The uh, the One Thing with uh, Gary Keller and Jay Papazan. That's a very good mm. focus book if you guys haven't read that. And um, Donovan, actually, a good comment for you. You said, Shay inspired me to create my first video one year ago. <laughs> That's amazing. Yes. So you can start and make a video. And I love that you said that the, the caption thing with the bars, I learned from you. And I love how you said you, you admire people that will mimic or copy something yeah. because at least they stepped out and said, okay, I'm going to try it. And um, there's not an, I'm looking up that's happening in today's society. I mean, you mentioned the narcissism going on and the evils are going on in the world. Yes. So with your massive success and everything you have going on, why do you think it is people have a hard time saying you did good? I want to do what you did. Um, most people are wounded. Most people, you know, it's kind of like, it's just a bunch of children raising children. You know, when we mm-hmm. were kids, we didn't ever learn how to regulate our emotions because most of us were raised by adults who didn't know how to regulate their emotions. So what's a kid to do? A kid stuffs it down and a kid just becomes very accustomed to like, okay, sad feelings, uh, things I might be shameful of, you know, shove it down and repress it. And so what happens is when you go into your adult life, uh, you're very insecure and and you find coping and, and ways to kind of cover up that insecurity. I did, you know, but at the end of the day, you're going to have to uh, be very self-aware of this programming running inside you very likely. This, I believe a lot of people are, are suffering from this programming where it's like, I'm not good enough. I'm mm-hmm. not good enough. So then they're constantly uh, subconsciously seeking things in their external world to validate that they're not good enough. So they see my videos instead of, instead of taking the more abundance mindset stance of, wow, she's killing it with videos. I could kill it with videos too. She's, she's setting the example. She's showing me what's possible. Okay. You know, don't overthink it. Just be pragmatic. I'm going to do exactly what she does. I'm going to copy her format. Now that's what a healthy 
and mature person would, would think and <laughs> someone who's a little more wounded might think like, oh man, she's doing video. I can't do videos like that. Well, well, I could try, but I don't want to copy her. And then everyone's going to say I'm a copier and then I'm going to feel shameful. You know, so if you feel like you're not good enough, you'll find a way always to justify why you're not good enough. And when people see my content and go that route, it's likely a result of um, some unresolved insecurity. Um, but I always just try to remind people that it's your mindset. You know, if you believe, hey, me doing videos in the same format as her is copying um, and copying is bad, then you will manifest that reality. If you believe, mm-hmm. no, like abundance mindset, you know, uh, she's just showing me what works. I'm just going to be pragmatic and, and, and do it. Um, you will be rewarded and you will get the same results I have. And same with me, actually. I don't have a scarcity mindset around people copying me because I believe that the world is abundant and I'm, 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 yeah. there's so many opportunities coming my way. My life and my goals and my path and my success is not determined on whether or not people are going to copy me or not, you know, to, to act like I need to control that. It's just a, another mm. form of scarcity mindset. So I just always focus on abundance. I am human. I do get jealous of people. I do see other people further ahead than me and go, oh, you know, man. But I just always focus on, okay, you know, they're showing me what's possible. What can I learn from them? I can do it too. The people that you're jealous of are teachers. They are showing you mm. what is possible. You can do it. It has nothing to do with your self-worth. It's just they're a little bit further ahead than you and um, follow in their footsteps, you know, ask them questions, be humble. How can I help you? How can I work for you? That's what I did on Facebook. I literally, I knew this blog owner with two and a half million likes on Facebook. He was young. He was a millionaire. He had all this uh, passive revenue. And I just humbled mm-hmm. myself. I was like, dude, like, how do I, can I work for you? Like, I want to learn from you. And that was my first client. I did his video content and he taught me a lot about how to get attention online. So, um, and mm-hmm. now here, here I am years later, like in his shoes. Now people are coming to me like, how'd you grow this? How'd you grow this following? How are you monetizing? So it's very surreal. Yeah. Um, it would never have happened if I felt jealous and like, mm, you know, screw this guy. I'm not going to talk to him and like turned off that opportunity. So keep that in mind as well. I think that's a, a lost art with that. Cause I mean, I think about what you said is like the story of Quincy Jones. He basically was a producer for free for quite some time. And then he became the most, you know, acknowledged producer in history really for the most part. But yes. that mindset was, I'm going to work for free until I earn my dues. But now people don't seem to do that. So thank you for showing up for young people. Cause I think we have this mindset of finish college. I'm going to get the six figure job when I'm done. And it's going to happen. It's just going to appear versus go do an internship, go work for free. You just got to get that experience built up. And I'm proud of you for making that choice. Um, Laura had a comment here. She said, it's so great to see and hear that you have discovered the hidden freedom in knowing the difference between busy and productive. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Very important. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Productivity okay. first. Yep, and then Randy, he's Randy's the king of uh, gifts. If you've seen his content, he's the king of gifts over here on LinkedIn. Okay, it, it has become a LinkedIn standard, the video format. So yes, I, I think you, like you said, they know you more. And I've had the same thing. Obviously, I'm on the same level as you, but I've had people say, "Oh, you're the guy with the bow tie." When they see me at something, never That's comment, awesome. never like anything. But I just they just, oh yeah, I see your video. So <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, a lot of my clients actually never like or comment. They end up calling. So it's not always the people who like and comment on your posts. That end up seeing you and reaching out so keep that in mind as well but your bow tie is a brand anchor you know that term right have you heard that, I've heard that before yeah it's like your brand anchor so that's awesome keep it up it was all an accident so thank you 
Now, um, Laura had a question for you, though. So how do you learn to become self-aware and free of becoming a sufferer? Yeah, that is a great question because um, I think that it's everyone in their own time. You know, I think that we've all experienced a family member or a friend, a loved one, where we can see they're really struggling and we feel that we have the answers for them, but they're not listening. They're not receptive. They're not ready to heal. They're not ready to learn. Um, so I think it's very, very important that we all remember that people um, heal and uh, grow and, and change in their own time when they're ready. I mean, we can always do things as friends and family members to plant seeds and influence and lend our support. But at the end of the day, it's got to be them to be ready to step into that place of healing, which is not easy. I think it's really important that we uh, teach people that it is safe to be vulnerable, that it is safe to speak the truth because this uh, society that we've kind of built around, like, you know, um, just the, the falsehoods, the lies, the, the image, you know, keeping up with the Joneses, um, that makes it very hard for people to come forward and heal because they feel like A, they're alone and B, it's shameful to admit the flaws, admit the darkness. The only way through the darkness is through. And I have a girlfriend, um, a good good friend of mine, and I said to her the other day, you know, I was like, you know, you just own your darkness so much. Like if she's got some insecurity or some, you know, something uh, in her that, you know, is uh, coming from a unhealed place or a place of like, you know, uh, just like what I said before, I'm jealous of that person or like, I don't like that person or even like, I want to hurt that person. Being able to like vocalize that safely around friends that you trust is the only way through. And I was telling her this, I'm like, you just own your darkness so much. And she's like, you have to, Shay, like you have to own your darkness. It's the only way through. And I just think that's so important. I think that um, we've really been led to believe that, you know, dark emotions or dark things are like so shameful. Like, uh, this is just part of being human, you know, like it's, it's normal to have these insecurities and the more you talk about them, the more they go away, the more you vocalize like, Hey, I'm jealous. You know, if you have a boyfriend, Hey, I'm jealous. I, I felt like at that party, you were talking to these women and giving them a bunch of attention. And I didn't feel good about that, you know, but we don't do that. We like in society, we don't just outwardly say what we're feeling. And so in we bottle it up just like we were taught as children. And so instead, what does the girlfriend do? It comes out in passive aggressive, like stop leaving your socks on the floor and stop. But it's, not, but it's, but it's not actually the socks on the floor. It's that she's jealous of the girls at the party, but she doesn't feel safe voicing those insecurities. Cause now she's probably going like, well, I don't want him to think I'm jealous. He's going to leave me. And the, so it's like, it, it's just, you can't get rid of it. You know, like I said, with the socks, it's just going to manifest in another way in your life um so just vocalize just be honest you know that's the dating is a great example the quickest way to know if someone is for you is rigorous honesty if you really want to know if they if they love you and they're the one be completely honest 100 percent. just tell them exactly how you feel who you are what your intention is with the relationship what your goals are and then if they reject you for it or say like oh i'm, I'm not aligned with that well good good thing you didn't waste your time on a three-year relationship that was mainly fake only to end up finding out um, that's not what either of you wanted in the first place. So this is how yeah. you get to the places you want to go. People ask me, why am I successful? Because I'm honest, because I'm just brutally honest about what I want. And I tell people, clients, partners, employees, nope, this is what I'm, oh, you're not there. Okay, moving on. You know, there's just no fluff, no bullshit. We just get right to the point and are mature enough to know just because, um, 
somebody says no to what we want, it doesn't mean we're bad. You know, it doesn't mean we're not good enough. We don't need to internalize that. It's just um, life goes on, you know, and I think it's really important that we stop attaching our self-worth to um, external things, you know, even for myself, like if this business was gone, if my following disappeared tomorrow, if all the money in my bank account was gone, um, would I still feel worthy? Would I still feel good enough? You know, that is ultimate Mm -hmm. enlightenment. That is the ultimate place to be is like, you know, I am proud of all of my accomplishments and I'm happy to have built this life for myself. But at the end of the day, I also know that that's not why I'm worthy. So basically it's, um, I do believe a lot of my success comes from, I'm not afraid to fail because I don't attach my self-worth to failure. If everything disappeared tomorrow and I lost everything, I would still love myself. And because I have that strong core, I can actually keep going and take risks and not be scared and keep building and building. Um, but at the end of the day, you just have to know that you are worthy regardless of how much money you have in your bank account, regardless if you're the CEO or the janitor, these people have the same self-worth. I love that. We need some reactions for that, people. Give Shay some reactions for that. That was a t-shirt moment right there. Ah, t-shirt. <laughs> now, Randy, you wanted to get that LinkedIn question out here. It's a little long, but I'll get to the short and skinny of it about um, his automation guys want him to automate to grow his connections. So do you believe organic growth is best or do you have to use automation to achieve 100,000 followers? Um, yeah, great question. So a little of both. I don't really use any automating tools on LinkedIn because LinkedIn flags a lot of them and they can actually become dangerous and threatening to your account. Like a lot of these Chrome extension plugins, uh, that attach to your LinkedIn profile, be careful with those because LinkedIn doesn't really support those and they can actually shut down your page. I do believe they warn you before they shut down your page, but be careful. But what you can do is you can hire someone like an admin. This is what I did. I just hired a woman in the Philippines for like $4 an hour, gave her my list of standards. Hey, I want to connect with, um, CEOs and decision makers in these major cities in the USA. They must have 500 plus connections. They must have an active profile, look like they're built out, go, you know, send them this invite note every day go. And, um, every day she built my connections for me. I mean, it was my, uh, standards that I gave her, but, um, at the end of the day, you don't have to spend your time, you know, clicking connect. You can just hand it off. And, and also it's very inexpensive. She probably, I probably spent like, again, $4 a day for 10 months. And then I was at 30,000 connections. Um, so that is one way to automate. And that's also something I go into a lot more detail in, in my program, my six week LinkedIn video bootcamp. I talk a lot about VAs and outsourcing and building a content machine like I have so that you can, um, have all these people doing these things for you for cheap. You know, it doesn't have to break the bank either because a lot of people think like, Oh, video content and growing a LinkedIn profile is so time consuming. And that's really what I go over in my program. It's really not, it's not time consuming at all. You just have to understand and learn from someone like myself who's done it and who's been in the industry for a really long time to understand how to automate and delegate. So, um, yeah, I would say just get an admin. Okay. And that was, that was a question somebody posted too, as well, how much time you spend on content creation. Cause I, I know there's repurposing comes into play, but for the person looking at the queen of LinkedIn that makes video all the time, um, let's look at then, not now, because now obviously you have a lot more followers and it's a different kind of bandwidth, but when you were building to where you yeah. are now, how much time was usually spent on content creation with video specifically? Um, not a lot, not a lot. You know, I actually always had editors to edit for me because I had a video editing company. So 
I was very fortunate that right away um, my videos just went to an editor and I, I, I was able to get that going. So in the beginning, this, I love telling the story in the beginning, you know, it was a goal of mine to shoot three original selfie videos per week. That means selfie, you know, not production, high production, not the cut style that people mm -hmm. have seen me evolve into, but just, I would hold up my cell phone and I would talk about a topic I believed in for like 60 seconds. Um, send it to an editor, just have basic subtitles put on, wasn't over editing it. And I did three of those a week. Uh, for me personally, took no more than an hour to shoot all those and to upload them. And if you want to include the editor's time, yeah, maybe a couple extra hours a week. But again, that's something that I teach in my program is how you can outsource to an editor. Um, and uh, I, you know, have SOPs already built for editors to learn this style of video editing. So if you went on a freelance site like Upwork, you could hire and get them going doing that for you right away so that you personally are only spending, you know, a few hours a week, if that. So I guess that's the key thing is that people think content creation is all fall on their shoulders when if you're not good at video editing, you're not good at writing copy, you're not good at that, that time can be spent somewhere else when paying somebody a fee to have that done is what it sounds like you're breaking it down to. Yes. Yeah, exactly. So take lessons, people. And then um, Marlon had a little comment about his content. So he said, I'm starting a twice a week post on financial tips. Sounds like it should be done via video, I guess. Yes, twice absolutely. A week. You think video will be doubled on a video versus a text yes. comment or something like that? Absolutely. And do like a hashtag that's going to be used on this series. So like hashtag Marlon financial tips so that anytime you release a new video in that series, it goes into the hashtag feed, hashtag Marlon Financial Tips, so that anyone following can click on that and go see all the videos in one place. Um, and I would say just get on a schedule. Like if you're going to commit to every Tuesday and every Thursday, do it every Tuesday and every Thursday so that the people who start following you know exactly what to expect. And um, yeah, just keep it up. And Simone Woods, a friend of mine, she said, love this. So she, you're dropping some hey, knowledge. Simone, oh, thank you. Great. And this is new, new joining uh, Aminia. If I butcher anybody's name, I apologize, folks. I'm reading on the fly. Amina, allow me always on point. So, Shay, the, the, the interesting thing, I think, with, you know, content creation, I feel like people complicate it because when I decided to start making video, I kind of just said, I want to just try to be different. I, I think that's the thing about an artist is that we have this... I want to be different. I want to be seen. And I mean, right. mentioned that about, I want to be famous when you was a child. I want to be noticed yes. and all that. And I think that's why sometimes people that are creatives have a hard time understanding like, why won't you make a video? Just go do it. It's, yes. it's a video. I mean, yeah. we all want yeah. to be seen. So right. is that a big hurdle you see with non-creatives that's trying to help them to just break yes. away and just stop hating yourself and make a video? Exactly. That's like a huge part of my program as well as just teaching people confidence. Um, it's such a spiritual journey people go through. You know, it's not only about learning video content so that you can grow your brand, get inbound leads and increase your revenue and your business here. It's actually like my clients end up going on like a spiritual journey where they, by the end of it, they're making these videos. They like, they also find themselves through it. It's really beautiful. They find their voice. They get to, you know, be, uh, tap into that inner child again, have a little more fun again. Um, so yeah, that's a huge part of my program and my coaching is also just teaching people to love themselves, be confident in their ideas and on video. Um, it's, it's silly, you know, there's, there's too many people out there who are just living in fear and, um, they're withholding sharing value with the rest of the world because they're living in fear. You know, you're, it's basically selfish to fall victim to those insecurities because 
with mm. you and your uh, knowledge base, how long you've been in your industry, you have so much that would make people's lives better. And you're just scared of getting on camera. So you're withholding people getting that valuable information now because of those insecurities. So that's what I always try to explain to people. Like, look, you're helping people. I understand there's always going to be a hater now and then, but like it's so small in comparison to the people that you're helping. So focus on that. And then usually always when people get going, they start to really build that confidence and they see the results. They're like, Oh wow, I can really do this. And that's like my favorite, most inspiring thing to see with my clients. Awesome. Yeah. I think it's just a decision. I mean, most, most of these things are just a decision you decide to make a difference. So guys, throw some reactions for that for sure. Cause that's, that's definitely what I've noticed for content creators. They just put it out there and it's, it's never really all that polished for some of the biggest videos you see. I don't have an editor. So full of transparency is just me. Everything you see here is me. I don't have an editing team. So I just decided I'm going to try to do this. So I think you're right, Shay. And Christina had a comment to add on that. Sounds good. I love her personality. Aw, thank you, Christina. She did some great videos and she just decided to kind of start doing it. So, Oh, for, Christina did? Yeah, she, she oh, did some good. great videos. Awesome. You should watch her videos. She did some great stuff out All there. Right. If you need help, um, let me know, Christina. We'll yes, 10 it. There you go. And that's an interesting thing. So you, you know Elena Cardone and uh, Grant Cardone. So yeah. let's let's do a little personal story side real quick. What's that like being BFS with Elena Cardone? Uh, it's awesome. You know, I met Elena actually almost a year ago now. We met, uh, I think it was July 9th of last year. I was actually, I had hired a PR company. Uh, to give me features and you know help expose my brand and they got me on Elena Cardone's show Women in Power which is filmed down here in Miami where I also live so I went to the studio I did the show and like yeah we just totally hit it off she was interested in LinkedIn um, she's hired me since I still I run her account I've I've grown it quite a bit and um, she's just a really inspiring woman to be around I, I think that her and Grant. Um, have something in common that I see in myself and I see in a lot of successful entrepreneurs where it's just they don't quit. You know, I think she has yeah. a quote where it's like, you know, it's not about balance. A lot of people say like, it's about balance, you know, work, you yeah. have fun. No such thing. It's just, it's, I mean, it's different. It depends on what your goals are, but if you're trying to be a billionaire and, and, and build the empire to the degree that they have, yeah, no, I completely agree with them. Like you have to be solidly committed all the time. You have to be a soldier. And most people simply just aren't willing to do that. Again, it doesn't make them mm. worse people. This goes back to self-worth. Like it has nothing to do with it. Doesn't, if you want to work a job and spend your weekends drinking beer and playing darts, that's fine. You know, it's just a personal choice. But if you want to ride in a private jet and you really got a goal to get that private jet, guess what? Like this is what it really takes to get there. And I think they do a great job of just demonstrating that. I love that. And nothing wrong with beer, people. So have your beer out there. With yeah, it's, it's just a preference. You know, I, I have friends who don't want to be an entrepreneur. They're like, I would rather just have a job. Be, have it. Owning your own business is stressful. You're you're never yes. clocked out. You're always. And I'm like, I get it. Like having a job was nice. I When I was a waitress, man, it was stressful when I was waitressing. But when I clocked out, I left, man. I didn't take that. that I didn't take that restaurant with me. I didn't have to worry about, you know, it's like. It's, that's what why jobs are great. So uh, just different strokes for different folks. I think it's important that we don't judge and we don't project, you know, what we want and what we think is best for us onto other people uh, because yeah. everyone is different and everyone is beautiful. You know, people's worth is not tied to if they're an entrepreneur or not or if they're a more successful entrepreneur or not. It's just 
just is. <laughs> yeah, I think it's important to put out there and throw some reactions, folks. If you think entrepreneurship is stressful, because I think some people think it's glorious all the time, but it, oh, it, everybody can't be, yeah. you know, when you look at the Instagram CEO, boss. No, don't like, get me started on Instagram, <laughs> Daryl. I have a skit about that. I have a skit about that. Uh, I've seen that one. That, the, that's my the favorite. The Instagram yeah. entrepreneur, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, what do you do for a living? I'm, I'm just a boss, and I just yeah. boss thing. <laughs> I know, I follow your stuff. I told you I'm a fan. Um, and then uh, Simone put out there, you have a fresh perspective and insecurity spot on. So you're speaking to the people. So I'm going to be respectful of your time real quick and have one last um, LinkedIn delve into things. So I noticed today the stories feature. Um, I don't have stories, but I noticed in my privacy settings, there's a stories button now to say how you're seeing in stories. So I have my quims with the stories I did for LinkedIn, but I want to hear from the expert. How do you feel about the stories idea? I, it's interesting. I, I think it'll be, it'll, I'll be curious to see where it goes. I think it's, you know, making LinkedIn into like a little bit more of a casual platform, maybe where we've only ever seen stories on, you know, Snapchat, Instagram, now Facebook. Um, but I do think it's cool. You know, I, I, I don't know for sure what's going to happen with it, but I think it'll be fun to see companies creating stories and, and getting more evolved here. We'll just see. Have myself on me. That's, I'm just Snapchat is like is the bane of social media to me. I'm like, why would I want to post something that goes away in five minutes or whatever? Right, time right, frame? yeah. So that's why I'm kind of like I've seen people at colleges use stories to push a certain event for a day. Like they're doing yeah, it's event. It's good for events. Yeah, it's good for events. Traveling, quick stuff. Okay, so I'll, I'll give it a shot. That's where I'm like, there's one other thing to have to post, but um, I, I'm, I'm all in with LinkedIn. This is the only social media I use. I have a YouTube channel that's barely there, but um, LinkedIn 100%. So um, one last thing um, that Christina put out there, she would totally agree. I'm not sure if that was about the stories or about the uh, beer being okay. But she said <laughs> <laughs> totally agrees with you. And uh, Marlon liked your idea for his posting. Cool, great idea. So you gave Marlon the idea for a hashtag awesome. and for posting content. So for people that, you know, everybody watching this one have 10,000 followers or even 5,000 for that matter. So if you had to give them like one solid thing to help them get the most out of their LinkedIn profile and get the most revenue or whatever they're trying to get out of it, what would that one thing be for them? Be helpful, you know, just, just be helpful. Just give to get whatever um, information you have that would make your target market's lives easier. Share that information, you know. Uh, people ask me like, aren't you afraid of giving away too many content tips that people won't even hire you? Not at all. It's the opposite. You know, I bring more people into the door just because of how giving I am. Um, some other quick tips is just, you know, reply to your own comments, show people you're human and you're there and you care. Click on everyone who's liked your posts and go send them a connection request. Start building your connection requests with people who are already engaging with your content. Um, and just do whatever you can to be active on the platform to show up as an authority in your space. And the best way to do that is just give stuff away for free. As uh, Daryl and I were talking about earlier, it does come back. So get after it and make content. <laughs> make content consistently. Yes, please make content. And I want to talk about your new company. I know you just announced it the other day. So let's let's talk about the new company and how people can find out about that. Yes. So I am starting a healing business. Uh, it's just a natural progression of a lot of the trauma and um, hardship that I've overcome in my life. So we're redoing the website right now, but you can go to shayrobotum.com for updates to learn more about the healing community that I'm building. I'm also starting a podcast 
The podcast will be about my story and coming forward and sharing more about my past and how I got to be where I am today. Um, and uh, if you'd like to join the mailing list, the newsletter and email list I'm building, you can just message me on LinkedIn with your email. We'll add you to the list. Definitely follow me on LinkedIn. That's where all my content goes out first. But um, it's going to be really dope. I'm really excited. It's basically going to be like a subscription model where you pay a monthly fee. It's going to be like less than 200 bucks a month. And you get access to all this private content of mine, uh, exclusive Facebook group, exclusive group coaching calls hosted by me to come talk about, you know, all of our all of our insecurities, Daryl. We're putting it out there. We're just, <laughs> this is how we get through it, right? So we're going to talk. We're going to be honest. We're going to be real. And then um, I will also be promoting this on my show, which I plan to release uh, very soon here. So. Awesome. I, I'm, I'm already on the mailing list. I, I saw your post about that and I got added to Good. that. Good. Yay. <laughs> Welcome. Yes. Welcome to it. But thank you for this. There, there's always this this phrase you hear, um, don't meet your idols. You know, you hear that phrase in sports and things. So I'm glad to meet one of my idols. Uh, I've, I've thought good of you all this time and love what you're doing out there. And you made me start making content. So I appreciate that. Um, this will be in podcast form later on for audio if you guys want to listen to it. But tag someone that needs some help from Shay, some motivation, some soul searching. Tag someone in this that needs that. And uh, reshare it and follow her content. Um, if you have not seen Shay, I don't know how you haven't. But if you haven't, please check her out because it's definitely some good, valuable content. Um, well, Shay, thank you so much. Do you have any other social media they want to look at or just LinkedIn? LinkedIn, but you can find me anywhere at Shay Robottom. It's just the same name everywhere slash Shay Robottom. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you, folks. This has been another edition of Business of Benefits. We will catch you next time. And please be safe while you're out there and show love for people because we got two pandemics going on. So make sure you're clean and loving of all people. The Way of Life Group is an insurance firm dedicated to helping small businesses get the resources they need to grow which includes employee benefits for any budget. Please check us out on LinkedIn for more information.